Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. I'm Gareth, creator of Skewed and Reviewed, and you can catch us online at sknr.net as we cover all things movies, games, television, pop culture, travel, entertainment, and more. You can catch me each week on BJ Shea's Geek Nation on KSWFM. You can catch our game reviews at Pinal, P-I-N-A-L-Central.com, keyword skewed. And that is a network of 12 papers in 21 markets where we do our video game reviews. And of course, we have Student Review, the magazine, uh, which we're working on the new issue. And we have our syndication partners, including Sci-Fi Radio, and uh, lots of good stuff coming ahead. So we have a bit of a short show today. We have uh, Justin and Michael with us as always. And the focus today is to talk about the Summer Game Fest, uh, which just uh, took place this week as well as the recently as in just within the last half hour conclude, concluded uh, Xbox Bethesda showcase at least the first day ahead of the deep dives and then a quick look ahead at what is coming up. So Justin, let's start off. You like to handle the alien uh, content. So what do you think of uh, Alien Dark Descent and the new pathogen update coming from um, Fireteam Elite? Yeah, so actually a fairly exciting time for uh, for Alien game fans. Uh, this Dark Descent game kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I, you know, almost the exact opposite of Fireteam. Uh, you know, Fireteam Elite had been announced essentially uh, years before we saw it. You know, when we on the show had talked multiple times. You know, are we going to see it? When are we going to see it? You know, this was all uh, pre-Disney buying Fox, so there was all these questions. You know, is it ever going to come out? And then, you know, obviously eventually it did. Um, this is a little bit different. Um, Dark Descent pretty much came out of nowhere. I was totally not expecting it. Um, it looks like it's being, um, developed by Focus Interactive, which I'm not really familiar with that company in particular. I do know that they're working on the new Space Marine game, uh, Space Marine 2, um, which I'm also looking forward to. Um, it looks to be there's a lot of questions about it so we saw a cinematic trailer and there was a little snippets of gameplay it's uh isometric um well not exactly isometric but you know it's it's camera is basically uh from a distance um overhead uh which is kind of an interesting choice you know oftentimes i have to ask you know when games make that decision um to bring the camera out that far uh what 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 exactly does it add you know you know it actually is kind of important there's important differences between you know if a game is first person it um it adds some pros and cons depending on the kind of game you're you're going for uh versus you know uh, over the shoulder like fire team and now this is uh you know from a distance you can basically see like your entire squad and i think that's probably the reason why is i think it's uh supposed to be more of like a squad uh, tactics game not necessarily like XCOM where it's turn-based, but uh, it appears to be real-time, but it seems like, you know, the game, the gameplay loop is probably going to be more geared towards you ordering your squad around, um, you know, and uh, kind of taking tactics into consideration. So I'm, I'm curious to learn more. We didn't really even hear whether this is co-op or, or you know, what the multiplayer elements are like in it, so we'll have to wait and see more detail on... Um, you know the decisions why they they uh, they brought the camera out that far, and um, you know what exactly does that add to the game? Is it co-op? What is the actual kind of gameplay loop like? 
Uh, so I'm I'm interested. I, I'm I am really interested um, in this one in particular. And then on to Fire Team. Yeah, this was also kind of surprising because, you know, I think really I like Fire Team Elite a lot, um, but I kind of got burnt out on it a little bit because I really think the thing that the game needs are more maps. So either more campaigns or more maps for its horde mode. Um, you know, they did add a new game mode fairly recently. Uh, and it was pretty good, but again, that game mode only has one map, so you basically you've done it. You have to you do it a few times. It's like it sort of feels the same. And I think that game has a lot of replay value if they added more maps. Um, and so this is exactly what it's needed. I think um, you know a new campaign with new enemy types. I think that's that's pretty cool. It shows that they're that they're really supportive of the game, um, and I really hope that it goes well. Absolutely, Michael, your take, please. Yeah, so I, I think you'll be surprised. You actually probably know more of the Focus interactive games than you um, even realize. Like, they're, they were known for some of the ones more recently, like Greedfall, Space Hulk Tactics, Plague Tale, um, Innocence, and I think they might be doing Requiem as well. Um, they do a lot of the Warhammer 40K-type um, games, so they have a pretty diverse um, selection of games that they've been... Shipbreaker is another one. Uh, they, they have a, a pretty diverse... Um, selection of types of games everything from tactics games to um, high fantasy role-playing games to um, space combat they do the gothica series i think armada 2 one of those um, um you know space combat games um so they, they've always been known for a pretty pretty diverse um catalog of the game types that they have and they have quite a few licenses again they're 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 a big warhammer um and warhammer 40k um studio um you know, aliens, fire team, those those types of things. So they have a pretty good, um, diverse uh, experience. So I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I, I think it's it's kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it's pretty exciting um, that we're starting to see some stuff on this. And again, I think um, you know, Focus Entertainment is it, you know they're not an indie studio by any means, um, and they they have you know again quite a bit of experience bringing um, fairly successful games to these franchises. Um, maybe not um, the AAA. Um, type uh, experience uh, that that a lot of people would hope for with this type of franchise, but again, they're 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 certainly more of what I would consider like a mid mid tier developer um, with a with a varied um, a large group of uh, of titles underneath their belt and a lot of experience. So it does give me um, hope that they'll be able to do a, a fairly good job um, with this license. And and again, they they are ones that tend to um, when they get access to a license develop lots of varying types of games, again, based on that. Um, Hired Gun, I think, was one of the newer, um, I think it was in the 4K universe, or it's in, it's it's in one of those things. Um, and again, they do the space combat ones, they do um, a lot of the other types. So I, so I think if the Alien games um, do well, I think if we if we do see a, a, you know, a, a pretty good um, sale and, and, uh, and it gets fairly good reviews and they do a good job, that we might see other types of games in the alien universe um that we could that they could draw on um everything from maybe story-based um to more tactical type stuff uh and maybe flesh out that world a little bit more so i think they're a good um studio to to develop this kind of content um again they take a lot of pride in what they do um most of their games are fairly well reviewed even if they're not necessarily um sometimes they're overlooked by a lot of uh uh, of reviewers, but I think generally speaking, a lot of their games do really well. So yeah, I'm excited for this. I think this is the kind of studio that 
um, isn't going to just um, try to rest on the license that they have, and they'll actually work really hard to put out a good game because I think, again, when you're talking about mid-tier studios, there's a lot more um, focus behind doing things well because um, that kind of pays the salary. They don't necessarily have the big, huge budgets to say the, the AAA um, companies do, so there's a lot more focus on making quality gameplay and doing what they can with the resources available. So I think it'll be really good. I'm excited to see it. What I find really interesting is on June 6th, a publicist posted, what would you like to see at the Summer Game Fest? And, you know, I looked at a looked at this as an opportunity to say what I really wanted, and I just replied, a new Alien game. There was nothing replied to it, nothing. And then on the morning of June 9th, Focus Entertainment replied, copy that. And it was funny because they kicked off the showcase with that, and the first thing I saw was they show it. I saw the uh, armored personnel carrier, and I thought, oh, okay, this must be the uh, DLC for Fireteam Elite. And I thought this was going to be shown on another day on the IGN showcase, but oh, well, what do we have? So they roll it out. It was very clearly an Aliens game. And then all of a sudden, oh, this is not what we were expecting. Uh, this is pretty impressive. And then a couple days later, we get the update for Pathogen, and I, uh, which is the one coming to Aliens Fireteam Elite. I'm curious how that's going to go, because honestly, the last couple of times I've gone into play, I have not been able to find uh, people uh, to be matched up with, and I don't know whether it's just because I'm leaving it on the default difficulty and the people are maybe playing on the higher settings or whatever, so I'm, I'm hoping that all changes, and I know... Uh, it'll be interesting to see with paid DLC what the response will be, but it does look like a very gripping and engaging campaign. And I think this is what it's uh, been needed because the majority of the updates have been skins and cosmetics and that sort of thing. We It's been a while since we've had a new play mode. Uh, so I think this is definitely um, very much in need. So switching gears, let's talk to, about the Xbox Fest today. Um, We'll discuss what is uh, interesting. We opened up with the first gameplay of Redfall, and it looks as uh, appealing as we thought it would be, a co-op uh, shooter involving vampires, quirky characters, PC and Xbox. Looks like a lot of fun. Uh, there's the, the pit coming for Fallout 76 in September. Overwatch 2 is going free-to-play, which is rather interesting. There were some... I don't know, mixed reports from one of the recent play tests, so this is an interesting decision. Uh, Diablo 4 looked pretty good. Uh, we got the first look at Starfield. That looked really impressive. And so, uh, Michael, why don't you start us off and you tell us what stood out to you? So, I mean, what I really liked about the Xbox Bethesda showcase, which I, I kind of wish others would follow, is they only focus on games that are going to be released within the next fiscal year. So I think that's um, what I heard is uh, June... Uh, July 1st, 2022 to June 30th, 2023. So there, while there wasn't really anything new announced, um, we got to see what's coming out, and I thought they had a pretty large slate. Uh, I think um, one of the biggest surprises, I think, for a lot of folks is that Diablo 4 is going to be releasing um, in, in early to mid-2023. I don't know that people thought it was that far along. Um, and again, I, I, it, it definitely looks good. I'm excited to see that. Um, obviously, Starfield, we knew, had been pushed back. But again, I think that's a, that's a better decision. I'd rather see 
games pushed back into early 2023, then try to meet a date that's you know not going to be able to showcase um, everything they can do. So again, I think that's a that's a a pretty exciting thing. Um, the, the Forza Motorsports game looks really good. Um, the quality of, of that that franchise in general has been traditionally been really really good. Um, so obviously, I'm I'm pretty excited to see that. Um, you know, some of the other things that we, you know, Redfall obviously looks good. Um, the Plague Tale Requiem sequel, the first game got uh, extraordinary reviews. Um, I think it was one that kind of, you know, fell under the radar of a lot of folks. Um, and Requiem looks to be an even more uh, gory uh, take on that particular that particular world. Um, so again, going back to Focus Entertainment, um, again, they tend to, they tend to re- release a lot of titles that are not necessarily... Um, big focus titles, but they tend to do ex- exceptionally well when they, they release those. Um, so obviously, um, I think I think all of those were, we, we had talked about or we knew about, obviously, um, that would be coming out. Uh, obviously, I think the other thing that stands out is every, I think every single one of these games is, is day one Xbox Game Pass release. Um, and they showed a lot. I mean, we're, we're focusing on some of the major titles, but I mean, they showed off a ton of games that again are for anybody who has Xbox Game Pass or or, or the uh, Game Pass that, which focuses on the PC as well, anybody who has those are going to get to play all of these games day one release for free. Uh, you know, and again, those are I think that's a that's you know it continues to be Microsoft's focus on um, you know kind of being the, the Netflix games type of scenario, scenario where um, if you if you're a Game Pass member. Um, which is still, I think, the best deal in gaming. Period. Um, you're getting every one of these new titles that they announced, all these first-party titles, and a lot of potentially even third-party titles um, being released on Game Pass day one for free. Um, so if you, you know you're, if you're already paying your whatever 14 bucks or, or 10 bucks a month, um, you know you're getting to play all of these games um, full full-on release. You know, so so again, I still think that's one of the obviously the best deals there is. So I was really impressed with the amount of games and the focus on the games again that are that we know are coming out within the next 12 months. Um, I'm sure there's lots of stuff you know under the covers that they'll be looking to announce later. Uh, but I like that the focus again was on games that we'll be playing, not necessarily games that oh we've announced such and such and it'll be coming out in maybe three years, and then we don't hear anything more about it. Um, one of the ones I thought was really interesting that I hadn't heard much about was uh, the one High on Life by Rick and Morty, uh, co-creator. I thought that was, <laughs> it looks, it very much reminded me of um, uh, Odd's Tale, uh, Stranger's Wrath, which is the third one, with a lot of really unique um, weapons, a lot of <laughs> living type weapons where you're shooting things that are, uh, I think one was like a, it shoots its own babies at people, but says, you know, don't worry, I can create a whole bunch more babies in the process. Um, just looks like a lot of fun, very uh, colorful, um, you know, kind of a, a, a good a shooter that's a little bit more um, slapstick and doesn't take itself too seriously. So, yeah, I thought they showed off a, a tremendous amount of stuff. And, again, this is all stuff that's coming out on Game Pass in the next 12 months. So it uh, looks like there's a lot to look forward to over the next 12 months. And, Justin, your take, please. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, I think that's uh, – I generally prefer – uh, showcases like this when they focus on like the more near-term like 
keep it 12 months and under. Uh, so I did like that quite a bit. Um, you know, that, that was kind of opposed to sometimes the, the shows are more exciting when they can kind of announce something huge. That's, you know, maybe a further, a little, a little ways out, you know, that some companies do do that from time to time. Maybe they don't have a great uh, slate uh, for the next 12 months. So they'll, they'll do a showcase where they're like, Oh, we're going to announce a sequel to, uh, uh, I, the, the thing that comes to mind was that showcase where they announced, um, where they had announced Starfield and, uh, Elder Scrolls six, um, you know, where both of those at the time that they announced them were like way, way out. So sometimes, you know, that can be more exciting, but yeah, I'm kind of, I'm with Michael. I, I agree that, you know, when you can actually, you know, feasibly think about, Oh, I'm not actually going to be playing this not that long from now. Um, I do prefer that. Uh, The double edged sword though, is that I I would say most of the games, a, a huge, portion of the games that were shown uh, at the showcase today didn't interest me a whole ton um but obviously i'm a huge diablo fan so uh, i was i was very very surprised to hear that it, it is coming within the next 12 months now i kind of uh the realist in me knowing blizzard you know they, they haven't had a good couple years of uh of uh headlines for them you know internally that i know that they're struggling um so I really wouldn't surprise me if if it did get delayed. They didn't give us a hard date. Um, they just they sort of implied, you know, everything you're seeing today uh, is stuff that you're going to be playing in under 12 months. So I think the plan right now, obviously, is for them to release Diablo 4 um, sometime between now and next June. Uh, but it really, it, you know, I'm not going to hold them to that. I, I think uh, it really wouldn't surprise me if it got delayed again, um, just because of you know, Blizzard's notorious for that anyway, uh, even under good circumstances, but things have kind of been rough for them for, for some time. Uh, but it does look good. Everything they said about it, um, it, they're saying the right things. It looks, it looks, and it seems like it plays very well. I'm really liking what I'm seeing from it. Um, and Starfield, similarly, you know, I'm with Michael. I think it was a good, uh, it's it's a reassuring decision that they're delaying it to make sure that it's polished. Um, and I, I liked what I saw. I mean, it, 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 I thought the, uh, the space travel looked very impressive. Um, you know, the customization of the ships, uh, it, it all looked kind of, you know, wa- watching it, it really, you know, it just seemed like it clicked with me. It was like, oh yeah, this is, this is like a Bethesda space game. This is sort of what, what I would expect. And, uh, it, it was, it was kind of pleasing just because, um, there was a kind of Bethesda like, um, game created by obsidian a few years ago uh what was it called uh, uh outer outer worlds uh yeah yeah and the outer worlds was good i didn't finish it though because to me it felt a little you know it it didn't really it kind of felt like f- just fallout just set in a um sci-fi setting but starfield it seems like there's enough there there's enough new mechanics that uh that it you know it's actually kind of um realizing its its sci-fi potential i think so that that was um that was also very impressive so th- those two were probably the highlights for me also uh silk song you know i'm i liked hollow knight quite a bit got getting to see that again i think was was good but uh again no no release date so that one's another one that had, uh, you know, is notorious for being delayed and not having a release date. Um, so uh, I am looking forward to that as well. 
Um, so yeah, I think overall, you know, pretty pretty decent show. You know, I thought uh, they showed some 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 good stuff, and it looks uh, like it's shaping up pretty nicely. Yeah, what I think is going to happen, and maybe I'm being cynical, but in regards to Diablo 4, I think they're going to wait until we get a uh, proper BlizzCon again. And I think that'll be the time that they drop the trailer. I mean, excuse me, drop the release date. And then when they do that, as you said, at three to six months, and then I think we'll have a, an idea. Because traditionally, I may be wrong, but don't the majority of Blizzard... Uh, main releases i'm not counting for expansions don't the majority of them drop somewhere between september and november traditionally so they're in the stores for uh uh you know the holiday season so you know maybe wrong but it always seems to me like you, you know you have blizzcon in august or september and then you october and then you say okay this is coming november december january february but you know it seems lately though all the release stuff has gone completely out the window so you know we'll um have to play it from there so the other thing i wanted to highlight before we wrap up today was uh, to no surprise this is supposed to be when e3 is going on and it's been pandemic related we've talked about companies like sony not taking part ea off doing their own thing and then at the last show um activision was not there with a presence on the floor do closed door meetings only and uh they the ESA has announced that they are coming back next year in a uh, mix of an in-person and uh, online showcase. But at the same time, the Summer Game Fest uh, also has announced that they are coming back next year. Uh, but they have also announced that they will also be doing an in-person and uh, online presence and so you know naturally this has got a lot of people wondering well how is this going to work are they going to try to mend some fences and work in partnership with each other are they going to be up at the same time is one going to be right after the other or are they going to spread this thing out and do them uh, you know several weeks apart because from a logistics standpoint I could just imagine the nightmare of who's going to get which company are they you know i can't see companies saying well we'll do this one and then in three weeks we'll come back and do another uh but even if they're at the same time how do you set up two different displays showcases all of that and then the other problem is if you push them apart uh then you run the risk of running into things like san diego comic-con pax uh and other shows so uh justin you start us off what do you think is going to happen with this one <laughs> That's a great question, because um, Summer Games Fest sort of came out um, as a uh, from the vacuum that left was left behind by E3 being canceled. So um, I do think this is going to be pretty interesting to see how this uh, how this plays out, just because I think it's going to be a traditional competition um, between these two. And I, if I had to guess, Mike, I'm going to guess that uh, the ESA will probably win this one out. Um, and what'll end up happening is, you know, if they play their cards right, E3 will be the bigger show. And then, you know, Summer Games Fest won't have much to show, and then it'll it'll peter out. One one or the other will probably peter out. There's not a the the second you know the the less likely scenario is that they both the you know companies sort of split down the middle, and like some of the big announcements are at Summer Games Fest next year, and some are at E3. Um, I guess I could see that happening where, you know, whoever's behind uh, each event kind of sort of curries different com companies in their corners. And so we get, you know, some big announcement as, at, at E3 and some at uh, Summer Games Fest. 
I think it's a little more likely that one or the other is going to be be the bigger show, and I would I would think it's probably going to be E3, um, just because the ESA has um, you know a long history and uh, industry tri- ties, so they'll probably you know they know who to talk to to get their you know companies to show uh, their their games off at E3 next year. Um, but or you know some some companies might make a more tactical or strategic decision whichever um, one is first they'll show you know the big announcement trailer at one event and then you know use the other event to kind of show off demos or something uh, I think some companies might do something like that uh, kind of like what uh, Microsoft's doing this year with you know they had their showcase today and then I think in a few days they're going to have something that's a little bit more in depth on some of the games that they showed. So I think that could end up happening too, but uh, I, I guess next year is going to be kind of exciting because uh, we're going to have these two events probably at or near the same time, um, and uh, we'll just have to see which one wins out. Yep, and Michael, your take, please. Yeah, and I agree with Justin. I, I do think it's a couple of things, really. Um, I think it's fairly safe to say that Sony and Nintendo will do their own things. I mean, they might have what Nintendo's kind of done with E3 in the past, where they might have a, uh, a they have like a Nintendo-related announcement trailer, but it's not really related to E3, and they would have some of their gameplay um, and demos and stuff set up on the floor. Um, that's kind of what we've seen. But, but again, Sony and Nintendo both kind of, I think, pulled out of showcases like this anyways. They're kind of doing their own thing. So it's really going to, and obviously with Microsoft now pretty much, in control of with Bethesda, they're going to be in control of Activision Blizzard. Um, it'll be interesting to see what what their take is. Uh, I, to Justin's point, I agree that the ESA has a lot more um, contacts, and, and I think a lot a little bit more pull um, with some of the bigger developers. Uh, so I can certainly see something where if E3's going to be a big focus, it'll be a big Microsoft showcase if they're not going to do their own thing. Um, and again, they'll have a you know uh, maybe an Xbox Studios show. Maybe they'll do a separate Bethesda show, or maybe they'll do a you know a combined show. Um, and, and they might have some focus on some of their maybe their smaller independent developers um, doing um, Game Fest or, or whatever. Um, but I, but I do think that's going to be kind of the key is because they're really the last major developer standing. Now, obviously, there's a lot of what I would consider, again, mid-tier type folks that are um, unrelated to Microsoft, like the WB Games, um, Ubisoft, um, Square Enix, those kind of ones. And and it'll be interesting to see where those fall. Because I think uh, one thing that E3 has, again, over uh, Summer Game Fest is is Summer Game Fest has never really been an in-person type event. Um, E3 has more experience doing those types of things. Um, and it's not, I don't think it's a, it's a simple thing to do right. I mean, even E3, you know, kind of started small and then it had, you know, then it was a, an industry only show. Then it went to adding um, regular folks coming in. And, but even regular folks coming in, they've switched that format around every year, it seems like, when they come in, how early they let them in. Obviously, Gareth, you and I have seen the lines outside for some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so E3 definitely has the experience running a show like that. Um, and again, I, I think, generally speaking, I think E3, the, the name behind it, has more recognition um, outside of the industry than Summer Game Fest does. 
Um, again, Summer Game Fest, for those who are, are excited about video gaming and stuff, obviously they know what it is. But I think if you go up to a, you know, a casual gamer or somebody who's not really in the know, um, and you mentioned E3, they probably are more familiar with what that is. And, and that alone might, might drive some of that. But I think it's going to really be dependent on who they get. Um, again, I, I understand you know, there's, a, there's a bit of a, you know, a little, little civil war, whatever you want to call it, between um, E3 and Summer Game Fest. And, and you know, some of it is probably you know makes sense but there's a lot of stuff that is you know more pride i think and and less really something that gamers in the community care about um so i think it will be interesting to see what kind of show that is i still think say e3 will be the bigger show um i think it, again unless summer game fest has some major upsets or they team up with sony or microsoft or somebody to have them exclusive for that show i i think it's going to be one of those things where um, that they're going to try the format, realize it's probably not something that they want to maintain or continue to do so, because I really don't think um, two shows around the same time, I don't think the industry is going to be able to manage that. Uh, so it'll come down to one or the other, but, uh, but I do think that E3's got a little bit more of the brand recognition behind it and a little bit more of the, the money and the pull and, and the politics that go on behind the scenes for those types of things. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what, what next year holds for sure. Absolutely. And next week we get a bigger in-depth look at what uh, Bethesda and Microsoft had. But until then, folks, we'll keep it short and simple to the point. Stay safe out there, take care, and we'll talk to you next week.